The AI Today podcast, produced by Cognolytica, cuts through the hype and noise to identify what is really happening now in the world of artificial intelligence. Learn about emerging AI trends, technologies, and use cases from Cognolytica analysts and guest experts. Hey, AI Today listeners. Want to dive deeper and get resources to drive your AI efforts further? We've put together a carefully curated collection of resources and tools handcrafted for you, our listeners, to expand your knowledge, dive deeper into the world of AI, and provide you with the essential resources you need. From books and materials ranging from fundamentals of AI to deep dives on implementing AI projects to AI ethics, tools, software, checklists, and more, our resources page will help you on your AI journey whether you're just starting out or you're well on your way. Check it out at aitoday.live slash list. That's aitoday.live slash L-I-S-T. Hello and welcome to the AI Today podcast. I'm your host, Kathleen Walsh. And I'm your host, Ronald Schmelzer. And, you know, one of the great things about uh, this AI Today podcast is it connects us with some folks we don't always talk to. And we were recently interacting with someone whose primary job is data engineer. So you, they'll be relevant to this particular podcast. And they were talking about the fact that, you know, they usually they spend all their time, you know, configuring systems and moving data around. But uh, they found themselves having to do some analytic ap- applications. And there's a whole bunch of terminology that they didn't know because they were working with some other people in the more uh, the data science and machine learning space. And they quickly binged <laughs> on a whole lot of our glossary uh, podcasts and they caught up because most of our glossary podcasts are like somewhere in that five, to roughly 10 minute spot. So, you know, you can listen to say a dozen or so and uh, about two hours, uh, you know, th- that takes a little bit of time, but, but if you, if you, listen to them, you can catch up very quickly, at least enough to be fluent and use the terminology that you need to to use. And so we're very glad to hear that. And I think part of the reason why he shared it with us is because that kind of got him hooked on the other aspects of uh, of AI and machine learning. Next thing you know, I think there, there may be a career uh, shift going on. But regardless of how that works, you know, we, we're happy to ha- keep people informed in their regular job. We don't need you changing jobs to to be informed. So you know, uh, definitely, hey, use these pr- pl- these podcasts for your purposes. We're here to inform you, get you connected, and of course, showcase all the ways in which AI is being used today and helping people make progress and make their projects more successful. Exactly. And we have put together our comprehensive AI glossary that we link to in all of our glossary series show notes, as well as it's available at Cognolytica.com. And the, you know, we present all of the terms in the glossary, but in the podcast, sometimes we group certain terms together because we want you to understand how they fit together, uh, maybe more so than if you're just reading it from a glossary. So that's why it is really nice to have the glossary for, you know, the visual aspect and then the podcast for the audio aspect of the glossary series. If you've not done so already, subscribe to AI Today. We do have additional podcasts in our glossary series, as well as interviews lined up and some additional topics as well. So subscribe and you'll get notified of all of our upcoming podcasts. In today's glossary series podcast, though, we wanted to present a few terms that group nicely together. It's going to be data engineer, data engineering, data pipeline, data wrangling, data feed, data integration, and data governance. So let's start with this idea of a data feed. Really just at a high level, it's a way to receive data from one or more data sources. That's it. 
The next idea we have in term is data integration, which is processes and methods for combining data from multiple different sources for analysis, evaluation, visualization, and other purposes. So I'm sure that you have at your organization data that's coming in from multiple you know, different sources. And this idea of data integration is just combining that data together so that you can do something to it. Because in our uh, previous podcast, we had talked about how data on its own really doesn't do anything. You need to be able to analyze that data to extract value from it. And then the next term is data pipeline, which is a set of interconnected steps developed as part of a data engineering process that provides different operations, transformation, integration, aggregation, and other data-centric activities between data sources and final destinations where the data is used. What's important to point out with the data pipeline is that it's not kind of this general pipeline and everybody uses the same. It's highly customized, highly specific to you and your needs at your organization. So just note that data pipelines can look and will look different for everyone. Yeah, and these terms, you know, they may seem very basic, data feed, data integration, and data pipeline are important because we're going to talk about the role and uh, function of data engineering and data engineering. And you think of like, in general, what is engineering about? It's kind of interesting because you always see engineering compared to science. And it's in every, it's in every um, area of study. You have sort of chemical engineering and the science of chemistry. You have computer engineering and computer science. And always the science is like the, the study of, and you know it's about hypotheses and testing out and experimenting. Whereas engineering is always like plumbing. It's always like connecting things together and making things work and you know building things, right? Engineering, if you think of civil engineering, any of these kinds of engineering, and data engineering is no different. So data engineering really comprises all these operational and engineering tasks required to make data available for these analytic applications. So data engineers sort of serve up the data and the analysts and the data scientists and the business intelligence people, they make the uh, the reports, they do the analytics, right? So data engineers don't do the analytics, right? They provide the approaches for building the systems for collecting, storing, and analyzing data at scale. So there's a bunch of things that are important to do. Uh, data ingestion, which is getting the data out of the various systems and moving it around where it could be used. So data feeds, right? Data preparation and cleansing. This is the transformational tasks and you know removing duplicates and cleaning them, ensuring their accuracy and augmenting and enhancing the data. Then there's actual data transformation transformation, formatting, and manipulating data, right? Then there's this aspect of data governance, which we'll get into a little bit more, which are the controls and the processes to make sure that we're dealing properly with data. And then we have the IT parts, you know, optimizing the systems for performance, connecting all the systems together with production and orchestration. That's kind of what data engineers do. You'll see, you'll see some charts out there that compare data engineering and data science, but I think it's really becoming more and more evident. You know, as people realize it's like, especially when you look at most AI machine learning projects, where more than like 80% of the time is spent doing basic data wrangling and data ha handling, almost all of that will be data engineering activities. There's some other activities around data labeling and all this sort of stuff, which is a little bit of a, I guess, a data science activity, but but really it's mostly like a enhancing the data activity. So a data engineer can be a title, but it can also be a role. 
in the organization that's responsible for all of this preparation, movement, and integration of data from all these sources to get it ready for analytical or operational uses. And data engineers is primarily a technical role. So you'll often see that data engineers and data engineering sits in the IT organization, whereas data science may sit in the line of business because data science is about answering questions and being analytical. And therefore, the questions that, say, finance may want are different than to customers or sales or marketing. So they tend to sit with that. Whereas data engineers is all about just let me get you the data where it needs to be, it needs to be closer to the sources of data and operations, all this sort of stuff. So data engineers usually have a solid understanding of big data and uh, you know the, the tools and technology and language of, of uh, big data. Exactly. So related to this is this idea now of data wrangling. And data wrangling maybe is a term that you've heard uh, it's just another way of saying data preparation, data engineering. It's the process of transforming data from a raw form into its desired form. So again, you can interchangeably use data wrangling, data preparation, data engineering, but just kind of understand the concept. And it's this idea, you know, data acquisition, ingestion, and capture. So in a previous podcast, we had talked about ETL, extract, transform, load. Also, this idea of merging. So we're going to be combining multiple data sources together, merging our data together, cleaning our data. So cleaning involves deduping, removing extraneous records, maybe bad data as well. You know, if all data came and it was all good, that would be so wonderful. But the reality is, is it's not. So we need to clean our data. Maybe we need to enhance it somehow. So we need to add necessary data in there, especially for models filter the data as well. So maybe we need to select or reduce data sets. I mean, if we have incredibly large data sets here, maybe we don't need to be pulling all of it. And feature engineering. So this is ideas with insisting, assisting with enhancement, such as, you know, things like that. And then also retraining pipelines as well. So this is creation of pipelines to deal with model iteration. So we had talked about how, you know, we had our data pipelines, but now this is our retraining pipelines as well. Yeah. And so, you know, there's actually many different pipelines, you know, um, I don't know if people think that there's a pipeline, but there really isn't. There's multiple pipelines that serve different purposes. Uh, you know, one could be, you know, the pipeline that's used for model training and retraining, which may need specific needs for gathering data from particular places. There may be even data collection pipelines that are just focused on gathering data from different places, maybe because we have data coming from like offline places and or sometimes connected or sensors or edge devices or whatever, and they have that's very specific needs. So a pipeline can be fairly complicated, very complex, lots of moving parts, lots of moving pieces. We may have multiple of them. This is something we spend a lot of time talking about in our CPMAI methodology. There's a in phase three, so phase one is the business understanding and phase two is the data understanding. This is for every iteration. So we do this constantly. It's not we do it one time and that's it. No, you do it for every iteration. And the third phase is data preparation. And what turns out that one of the first things that you will do in an AI project is not build your model after you get your data and business requirements is you'll build your data pipeline. That's actually one of the first things you build. Um, one, because without a data pipeline, you know, you can't actually use the data. So if you think of like, you know, a pipeline and moving anything, whether it's you know, oil, although I hate that analogy, data is not the new oil. But if you're trying to move it, you can't actually use that data unless you get it from where the data is, uh, the oil is coming from and where you need to use it. So, so you got to get that pipeline in place uh, first. 
Um, so related to this idea, one of the things we mentioned is that data engineers really do need to be concerned with data governance. If you think about whose responsibility is data governance, well, it's everybody's responsibility. <laughs> Just like security is everybody's responsibility. But at the end of the day, someone does need to own it. Sometimes they're in organizations will have a whole governance role where that that organization is is responsible for governance. Sometimes an organization will have a data office or a data governance office or a data policy office. Regardless, it is really an aspect of this overall consideration of data engineering to think about all of these aspects of data governance. So data governance is everything that you need to do to ensure that data is properly stored, managed, accurate, available, and has proper access controls. And so what we're doing with data governance is putting into place processes and systems to properly support our data governance needs because we have risks that deal with data. So what are those risks? Security risks. We have privacy risks. We have availability and uptime risks. We have risks that deal with change, changing data. Of course, we have data quality issues we need to be aware of, manage, monitor, measure, right? Uh, we have issues of data ownership and intellectual property. We have challenges around data provenance, which is knowing how one piece of data impacts other systems, I may need to trace it back, need to figure out how some data impacted something for some issue that leads us to maybe auditing data changes and control and access. So it's not just auditing the data, but who has access and what control is happening. I may have sharing issues with data. I may have need to delete data or archive it or anonymize it. This is sort of the scope of data governance. And generally, data engineers are impacted by all this. doesn't mean that data engineers are the only ones need to think about it, and that's only the data engineer's job. But uh, these impact greatly uh, everything we talked about in the pipeline and everything about where this data is, is coming from and where it's going. Exactly. And that's why we presented these together, because we thought that they grouped nicely. And to also help you understand how these AI machine learning and big data terms relate to one another. So, of course, understanding these terms at a high level is one thing, but understanding how to put it into practice is another. And that's really where CPMAI comes into play. So if you've listened to our podcast for any number of podcasts now, you know we're big advocates of doing AI right, including following best practices methodologies and more advocates of the CPMAI methodology, which is the Cognitive Project Management for AI methodology. If you're not familiar with it, we've created a free intro to CPMAI course for our AI Today listeners, and I encourage you to check it out. It's free. Like I said, go to aitoday.live slash CPMAI, and you can register for that course. If you'd like to get your CPMAI certification, then go to cognolitica.com slash CPMAI. We know that it's helped many of our podcast listeners better manage their AI projects for AI project success because the failure rate out there is incredibly high. If people aren't following step-by-step -step approach, then we've just seen projects fail when they didn't need to. So please don't be a failure statistic. Get CPMAI certified and understand at a high level the, the methodology, the step-by-step -step approach, and how it can help you. So we'll link to both of them in the show notes. I encourage you to check out either or both of them. We'd love to add you to to our very large and growing list of CPMAI certified individuals. We have thousands now from around the globe that are CPMAI certified. Like this episode and want to hear more? With hundreds of episodes and over 3 million downloads, check out more AI Today podcasts at aitoday.live. Make sure to subscribe to AI Today if you haven't already on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Google, Amazon, or your favorite podcast platform. 
Want to dive deeper and get resources to drive your AI efforts further? We've put together a carefully curated collection of resources and tools handcrafted for you, our listeners, to expand your knowledge, dive deeper into the world of AI, and provide you with the essential resources you need. Check it out at aitoday.live slash list. This sound recording and its contents are copyright by Cognolytica. All rights reserved. Music by Matsu Gravas. As always, thanks for listening to AI Today, and we'll catch you at the next podcast. Bye.